More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, trust me, has someone broken your trust? We'll help you find the path toward healing. Give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to Life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, trust me. <laughs> Easy to say, hard to do, especially when someone has broken your trust. And, you know, when trust is damaged or broken, it's, it's hard to know how to rebuild it, or even if it's safe to try. Has someone damaged your trust? Maybe they've broken a promise or spread gossip about you. Maybe they've failed to follow through on a commitment or acted in some hurtful way or said hurtful things. Or, on a deeper level, maybe they've betrayed you. Regardless of the situation, we want to help you discover how to heal your heart through God's grace and identify the next steps toward potentially healing that relationship. Let's talk it out. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk about how to recover from broken trust. I think that this is such an important topic to examine, especially as, as Catholic people, because broken trust can cause much bigger problems down the road if it's not examined if it's not um, moved forward in a way that can heal the trust between two people if we just accept a perfunctory apology or if we just choose to ignore something and have that person around us it's going to rear its ugly head later and bigger because the person probably doesn't even realize how big the betrayal felt to us. And if we push it back, if we push it aside, later on, if something else comes up, it comes at that relationship with the force of past hurts as well as the new hurt. And it's very hard to untangle all of that. It can be done, but it's harder to do. If we do want to address it, whether it's a, an initial betrayal of trust or one that has been building over time with other things. How do we do it in a way that's effective, that makes us feel safe, that makes the relationship truly healed and gives it something to do and work on? Often, we have a tendency to lay down a rule that in, in its own way says, stop that. Just don't do that ever again. 
So if we feel betrayed in a relationship and we just tell our spouse, well, don't ever go to that place again or don't ever talk to that person again, but don't really work on the underpinnings of why that happened and how to get that person into a place where they are trustworthy anywhere they are, we're always going to have that nagging at us. If we have uh, somebody who said something hurtful or did something hurtful to us, a family member, and we just barely address it and say, you know, don't ever do that again, or don't ever say that around my family again, and don't really work on what they do need to do differently, we end up with it coming up again, or at least we're carrying around a level of distrust that makes us angry or resentful or distant from that person, and it harms the relationship. If we're supposed to be living in communities of love, what can we do when that is harmed by a lack of trust, and how can we build that in our lives? We're going to be addressing all of that here on More to Life today. You can give us a call with anything related to mistrust and betrayal. We are here for you at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Of course, every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, um, when St. John Paul was Pope, he gave a series of reflections over a course of about five years. Um, that looked at God's fingerprints on creation and how seeing those fingerprints could reveal God's plan for living a more abundant life and having a healthier, holier relationship. The theology of the body reminds us that we were created for communion. But lies, even little lies, undermine the trust that's necessary for building a community of love. In a sense, betrayals break the bones that hold the body of Christ together. We need to take the process of healing those breaks very seriously. If we don't, we can end up in a relationship that's full of hairline fractures that the enemy can use to create more pain down the road. Healing broken trust requires three basic steps. First, the person who committed the offense has to be willing to listen to what you need them to do to heal the wound they caused. Asking them to listen to your needs and to do the work necessary to meet them isn't refusing to forgive them. It's what authentic forgiveness and healing actually requires. Yeah, that's really important. You know, it's, it's not enough to say the magic words, you know, uh, when, when, you know, I'm sorry when somebody breaks trust. I mean, that's a start, right? But it, but that's just the start. Uh, being able to have them hear what you need from them to heal is that is the first step. The second thing, assuming the offender is sincere in their efforts to heal the wound, the person who was hurt needs to be open to working with them to facilitate that process. You know, it might be really tempting to say, you know, it's your job to fix it, and then just walk away. Um, but reconciliation really requires everybody to be part of the process of healing. And then third, both people need to accept that there aren't shortcuts to healing that broken bone of broken trust. You know, asking for and receiving forgiveness is just that first step. The actual healing of, of the break in the relationship is going to take ongoing, un, uh, conscious, persistent, patient effort. 
both the offender and the offended are going to need to have realistic understandings of the process of reconciliation after betrayal and resist the temptation to make it harder than it needs to be or pretend that it's easier than it is. And, you know, sometimes as that bone heals, you know, that emotional bone heals in the relationship, just like any bone, you know, those of us who have ever, you know, broken a bone, sometimes they'll say, oh, I can tell it's going to rain, it's it's sore today, I can feel that swelling, whatever that is. Sometimes things will happen in life to bring that pain to the surface and make us need to check in with that person, to make sure we're safe, to make sure the relationship is still strong. And instead of the other saying, you just never forgive me, you always bring it up, and being accusatory toward us, there needs to be a foundation that says, hey, I, if I'm feeling nervous about this, if something comes up that makes me feel concerned, I'm not accusing you, but I need to be able to bring it to you so that we can continue to strengthen this. It's all right for that to happen over time because we both have that commitment to healing. That's hard to do when there is hurt involved on the part of either person or both in the relationship. If you're struggling, if you have somebody in your life who has lied to you, betrayed you in some way, made you feel like they're untrustworthy, let's help you find real ways to heal that hurt and move on in your life and your relationship if possible. Give us a call today at 877 573 7825. That's 877 573 7825. Well, let's take our concerns to the Lord and then we'll start taking your calls about healing broken trust and the heartbreak that comes from those betrayals. 877 573 7825. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ. We come into your presence and we bring to you those relationships where we have experienced the heartbreak of broken trust, those times when someone we counted on broke a promise or was talking about us behind our backs or failed to follow through on a commitment or acted or spoke in hurtful ways or even betrayed us. Lord, we, we ask you to give us the wisdom to know how to respond to those situations in ways that will glorify you, that will help us be our best selves, that will work for the ultimate good of the other person and the ultimate good of our relationship. Help us to know what the process of reconciliation involves and avoid the things that make it harder than it needs to be, but Resist the temptation to act like it's easier than it is so that as we work to heal those relationships and allow your grace into our hearts so that we can heal our broken hearts, that we are facilitating true healing, a lasting healing, a healing that is rooted in your grace and that allows us to live a more abundant life and have more satisfying relationships. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and in the name of the, the Father, Father, the, the Son, Son, and the, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, we're talking about broken trust on our show titled, Trust Me. You know, it's easy to say, but it's hard to do. And when trust is broken, it's hard to know how to rebuild it or even if it's safe to try. 
Has somebody damaged your trust in them? You know, whether they broke a promise or were speaking about you behind your back or failing to follow through on a commitment or acting in hurtful ways or, or even just betrayed you deeply, for example, with infidelity. Uh, regardless of the situation, we want to help you discover how to heal your hurting heart through God's grace and identify the next steps toward possible reconciliation of that relationship. Let's talk it out. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Stacy, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Oregon. Hi, Stacy. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Do we have Stacy with us in Oregon? You can hear the car, but not your voice, Stacy. Can you hear us? All right, well, we'll try to get Stacy back later then. Let's go to Tracy, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio. What's going on, Tracy? Hmm. Tracy on line two, hello. Yes. There Hi. you go. Hi, Tracy. You're on the air. What can we do for you today? Um, I am actually heading to a counseling, uh, a, a couple's counseling, marital counseling, and I've been married for 29 years now. We have seven children and one in-law. And we have, both of us on both sides, have broken trust in just ways of trust. And also uh, uh, safety issues, like fear, fear of safety. For, for me personally, it's more of a, such an emotional uh, fear that it's been almost scared of the physical and um do, do you, i'm sorry just to, be, to clarify have, have you been physically has he has he hit you or struck you in some way or when you say you're 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 afraid no, of, of safety no, what, what do you mean no but a couple of times it's gotten it's just that that fear has over the years grown so much it's so hard to um you know get that trust back okay so what can we help you with today? You said you're on your way to a counseling appointment. I'm glad to hear that. But but what more could we do for you? Um, just wondering what the steps might be to help repair our relationship. So what, I mean, if I'm reading between the lines here, the, the, what I'm what I'm hearing you say, and correct me if I'm wrong, okay? The the the, the main reason you don't trust each other um, is because neither of you is very good at what we might call self-regulation. In other words, when, when one or the other of you gets upset about something, you have a hard time getting control of that and not just reacting to each other and reacting off of each other. Is that, is that fair to say? Yes. Okay. And so um, let, me, let me speak to that. When, when, when we are working with people um, who, are, who kind of have that place where they just kind of react um, and then react, you know, react to the problem, and then react off of each other. The, the the main reason for that is sort of what's called an um, an external locus of control. In other words, I feel like I'm powerless over the thing. You know, the thing happens to me, and I can't believe the thing happened to me. And how dare you let that thing happen? Or how dare you do that thing? And and I don't I don't stop and really reflect on, you know, what could I do to put water on this fire and not take the blame, but exercise responsibility for making it better. 
you know, a lot of us, and I'm, I know I was assuming some things here, but just for the interest of time, a lot of us are kind of raised in households where, you know, if we say we're sorry, that means we're 100% to blame, right? Or if there's an offense that happens, if you say that I could do something about it, you're saying that it was your fault in the first place. And of course, that's not true. Uh, because there's always something we can do. When, when, when somebody offends us or hurts us or when something goes wrong, there's always something we can do to make it worse or make it better. And we have a choice to make. Uh, most of us are afraid to, take, to, to do something to make it better because then we're afraid that, we'll be, that the blame will be pinned on us. If I say, hey, I'd like to, let, why don't we, that really hurt, I'm frustrated that the thing happened, but let's talk about making a plan or here are some things that I could do. We're afraid that we're going to get the blame for it then. And we really have to work hard to get over that because that's the key to self-regulation. If I can, if I can say, you know, it's not my fault that this happened. I'm frustrated that it happened. You know, yes, I'm hurt that you did this to me, but there are things I can do to start working to make this better and invite you to work with me. And then we can be partners instead of mutual accusers. Right? And, and so it sounds to me, based on the brief description that you gave, is, is that you're both afraid to fall to go into that more what we would call an adult self mindset or solution focused mindset uh where where you could say it doesn't matter whose fault it is it doesn't really matter what happened the only thing that matters is what can we both do as godly grown-ups to bring whatever gifts and talents and abilities we have to this situation and work together to fix it or work together to figure out how to make sure this doesn't happen again or we handle it better the next time and so you're having that more solution focused approach to things instead of what most people do is i can't believe that thing happened how dare you let it happen now what are you going to do to fix it me what am i going to do what are you going to do and then you and you feed off of each other and you just uh, end up pouring more gas on the fire so as you go into your counseling appointment today i'm really glad you called um, because the thing that's going to really help this counseling work, and I would encourage you to, to download the podcast later of More to Life and listen to it with your husband, uh, is is to get out of that I- idea that you know when your spouse does something that offends you or when something happens in your life that upsets you, the only choice you've got is to react and pour gas on it. In, in, in all cases, even if it's not your fault, even if it's not, you know, even if you didn't do it, even if it's not the mess you made, there's always something you can do to make it better. Even a small thing, some way that you can say, hey, I still love you, or hey, let's work together on this, or hey, I have some ideas, right? There's always something you can do to pour water on the fire instead of pouring gas on the fire. The sooner you guys learn to do that, the more you're going to be able to trust each other. Because right now, that trust is constantly undermined because when something happens, you can't trust the other person to be in their adult self-mindset and be solution-focused about it. You're just afraid that they're going to attack you, and then you attack them back. Stopping that pattern is going to be the key to making everything else work from this point forward. And if there's more we can do to support you, I really encourage you to check out our book, How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love. Please do commit to the marriage counseling, even if it gets challenging or feels like it's not working out. Just you know, talk about those things with your counselor and, and be honest so that you can make good progress there. But, but in all things, really focus on the self-regulation piece because that's really the key to making everything else work. Thanks so much for the call. All right, we're checking your calls about broken trust today on More to Life. 877-573-7825. If you're looking for ways to heal your heart and maybe heal the relationship too, let's talk it out. 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. More to life will continue right after this. 
He was a doctor of the church, a Carmelite, and one of the most famous mystics of all time. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. St. John of the Cross wanted to help all Christians to become saints. One of his most important teachings was to encourage us all to learn how to love. For there is no love, he said, put love, and you will find love. He died in 1591. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. Brought to you by the nonprofit Seton Home Study. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Garendi here. You thinking about homeschooling? Seton Homeschooling. 40 years of experience, 17,000 current students, pre-K through high school. They provide the books, the lesson plans, the counselors, the grading services, the tests. That's right, pretty much everything. My wife and I use Seton, some of our children. I'll tell you this, two of them got perfect ACT scores in verbal. And overall, the Seton students scored more than 100 points above average on the SAT. Over 30% higher on English and reading on the ACT. It's a rigorous program. You want to give the very best to your kids? Trust me on this one. Go with Seton. It is a beautifully rigorous academic program. Go to setonhome.org. That is setonhome.org. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today on More to Life, we're talking about broken trust and how to heal our hurting hearts and maybe even the relationship. 877-573-7825. Joining us right now, Damon Owens. He and his wife, Melanie, are the founders of JoyfulEverAfter.org, a Theology of the Body-based marriage ministry. Damon, welcome to More to Life. Thank you, Dr. Greg and Lisa. Great to have you with us. So, you know, what can the theology of the body teach us about healing broken trust? Oh, wow. This is such a beautiful topic because, you know, when John Paul II emphasized this this principle, this really foundational principle of communion, it, it, it's almost a paradox where it's the fragility of it, of the giving of ourselves, willing the good, of entrusting ourselves to another and then of returning the gift we enter into this communion of persons that you know the it the perfection is god himself father son and holy spirit who proceeds from the father and the son there's a communion between god and man that we see in genesis 2 in the beginning with adam is created in his solitude and then it progresses into this communion of of uh, adam and eve that is an image on earth of what happens when two unique unrepeatable persons made it for freedom, in freedom, give themselves to one another. So we have this beautiful ideal and this this icon, this vision of what communion is. And yet at the same time, it's so central, it's also fragile. And this is what we're dealing with today in, in your topic about what happens when it breaks, when lies come in, when trust is broken, when the gift is not given or it's given, you know, insufficiently. 
And then what do we do to repair that? And I think the entrance of sin into the world means that we have to discuss the process of forgiveness, of restoring those bonds. But also I think we need to reverence in that restoration just how powerful but fragile it is to will the good of another, to be not just uh, an I, thou, sometimes in the philosophy they talk about, but in communion, we really is a, John Paul II talked about an, an interpenetration, kind of a strange word, but the fact that it's not just outside forces becoming one, but that we really do become bone of bone and flesh of flesh when we enter into communion. So there's a tenderness with the heart, there's a fragility, but then there's this supernatural power in that restoration. And, you know, what you're really outlining here, you know, um, is is the fact that, that the, the primary way that Christians are called to build the kingdom of God, I think, is, is to work on our relationships, uh, healing the damage that sin does to our relationships. We have a tendency to think that building the kingdom of God primarily means doing big things for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course it does, but, 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 but that's actually secondary. Uh, the, the, the main thing is bringing more of God's love into our relationships with our spouse, our kids, our friends, our coworkers, everybody that's in our life, so that we can have that communion that you're talking about. About. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, there's another paradox, right? It's so common. It's so familiar to us in terms of communion and love and inner you know, relation that we almost have a contempt for it. Like, oh, there must be something more. There must be something more that we do to, to change the world. But when we enter into that beginning, from the beginning, what God created in its perfection of communion within himself made visible in the, in the visible reality of the world as a body, soul, person, and persons can enter into communion. Then you start to feel the, the fracture of what happens when sin destroys this. And therefore, the, as you said, the mission of the Christian is to join with Christ to restore what God created from the beginning. And it becomes really this super-powered, supernatural mission <laughs> that we can't let the ordinariness of love and communion distract us into a contempt beautiful well damon i want to thank you for joining us today and i want to thank you for your work with couples at joyfuleverafter.org really important work and i encourage all of our listeners to check it out joyfuleverafter.org have a blessed day damon thanks again for being thank here. you guys bless you and we are taking your calls about rebuilding broken trust healing the broken heart that comes from damaged trust If you are in a situation where trust is broken or damaged in some way and you're not sure how to heal your heart or rebuild the relationship, or even if it's safe to try, let's talk it out and find the next steps for you. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that number is 877-573-7825. Whether someone has failed to follow through on their commitments or acted in some hurtful way or betrayed you or maybe you're the offender and you're not sure how to repair the relationship we're here for you either way let's talk about healing broken trust 877-573-7825 back in a minute with your calls father benedict groeschel i don't think people should have negative fears of god but i think you should get a lump in your throat you should feel excited Suppose I was going to take you and introduce you to the Pope or to the President of some country or something. You might get a little lump in your throat. Forget it. Every day, you, I, live and move and have our being in the presence of God. These are the class of feelings we should have. And we should have them 
to an intense degree if we really had the sight of Almighty God. These feelings are the feelings which we shall have if we realize His presence, and in proportion as we believe that He is present, we shall have them. And not to have them is not to realize, not to believe that God is present to us. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. We are in an age where the culture is taking over so strongly, and we need to be effective communicators. One-on-one, online, in interviews, phone conversations. Doesn't mean that every person is going to have a degree, that every person is going to know how to do a podcast, but we need to first form ourselves in prayer and know the faith, and then at least know something. If we're going to be evangelizing and out there on whatever platform on a regular basis, but are we making sure that we are doing it to the best of our ability, prayerfully, but also in a way to communicate effectively? How do we get that message across? How are we approaching people? Are we being kind? Are we giving them accurate information? Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern, on EWTN Radio. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Hey, men, did you know that you're called to lead couple prayer in your marriage? You might have the most amazing individual prayer life, but how is it possible to have a godly marriage if you and your wife don't submit yourselves to God in prayer on a daily basis? If you go off and pray by yourself and then tell your wife what you heard, how is that not setting yourself up as some kind of anointed oracle in your home? Yes, it's a good first step, but it's only the first step. Bring your bride to pray with you and ask God to teach you both how to love each other the way He wants you to love each other. Let her see you humbling yourself before God and she'll give you her heart in ways you never dreamed possible. To learn more, check out my book, The Bedatitudes, Eight Ways to Be an Awesome Dad, or visit catholiccounselors.com. We're so glad to be with you today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled, Trust Me! You know, it's something it's easy to say, but it's uh, harder to do, especially when someone has behaved in a manner that's been hurtful, that's let you down, that's betrayed your trust. So we're talking about how to heal broken trust, how to heal your hurting heart, how to repair the relationship, or even know if it's safe to try. Whether you are the person who has been hurt or the person who's done the hurting, we want to help heal those breaks. 877-573-7825. Again, the number 877-573-7825. We're talking now with Nina, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Nebraska on Spirit Catholic Radio. Hi, Nina. Welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out? Hi. I was calling because I wanted to know what if you're the offender? What if you're the betrayer? What if you're a repeat offender? Okay. What if and and, and, you, and you, say, you told our screener that you, you're the person who kind of hurt the relationship. Can, can you tell us a little bit more about where things stand and kind of what happened and where things stand? Well, you you kind of mentioned that gaslighting in, a, in the other segment, and instead of out of guilt, 
It's like one minute I'm doing something right to make repair, and then the next minute it's like foot in the mouth, and I'm doing in this gaslighting again. Yeah, right. And I guess you know people use that word gaslighting now a lot in ways that don't actually don't actually um, that aren't actually correct. So let me can I understand what you mean by gaslighting exactly? What 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 is someone telling you that you're gaslighting them? And if so, what what are you doing that they're that they're labeling that? Well, let's say it like this. Let's say I had said something offensive to a significant um, person. Yeah. Um, uh personal personal relationship and um i went to make i went to apologize did ask to make repair in the relationship and then someone else said something to me sarcastically and said and then i repeated it back to them and the statement was a sarcastic statement shouldn't have been stated but it was rude and it was inappropriate, especially considering the sensitivity. I mean, what what they said to you was was hurtful and rude. You're saying it was no, sarcastic. No, it was hurtful to them. So I added more insult to injury. So well, no, but I'm confused because you just said that they said something sarcastic to you and you repeated it back to no, them, no, and then no, they no. got it. Someone a... else. Okay, let me say it like this. I Sorry. have a, it's a mother figure, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. with this mother figure, I had. I, I'm very fond of this mother. Sure. And and and, uh, and the and the relationship. Um, I've kind of done some things with her son that are not so good. She was helping to me to make repair with the relationship with her son. Oh, okay. Now there's someone else um, that I'm in relationship with that I'm trying to disassociate with, but still has a, an influence on me. So okay. that. And that in that party gets jealous of me, and so then there's times when I'm having a relationship with some, doing something with the mother, or trying to make repair with the mother um, for the re- other relationship with the son, and mm-hmm. it ends up that the this other party says something to me, and it's an offense to. The, the the relationship with me and the mother, and, okay. um, and so you're trying to make that, amends with this mother to repair the situation with the son, and this person wants to undermine that is what I'm yeah, hearing. Exactly, you say. and they can and Got right, it. so they say things to me. Thank you, that's perfect. They undermine it. They say something to me, and and without thought, there's times that I I might think of it sarcastically, not not pay attention to what is being said but it's heard and it's taken and and, and is offensive to the mother and so then the yeah. mother's acting and and the mother's right to ask the question well are you trying to reconcile or don't you want to reconcile yeah, and, and this person is definitely making sure that, you know, that this reconciliation doesn't really happen. So apparently, from what I'm hearing, this person knows exactly how to trigger a response from you that takes you off course. So, I mean, I, I think that if this is the case and, and you, you, know, you really value this relationship with, your, with this spiritual mom um, in your life, you know, a, a healthy relationship, whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship, should be supportive of you know our 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 values, our beliefs, our other relationships. 
um, healthy relationships should lead to greater integration as opposed to you know separation or disintegration, right? And so my suggestion to you um, is that that you you really need to put some very strong boundaries or maybe even end this relationship with this other party, um, if I'm understanding the situation correctly here. Now, if you can't, if this is a sibling of the gentleman that you're with or another child of this mother, this is going to take you getting a real sense of what you know, and we'll go over basically how to make amends with things, but how to make amends, write down what those things are so you can remind yourself and really work on a sense of self-control so that this person can't keep undermining the work you're trying to do. What I'm picking up is you're saying that when they say something, you get triggered. Something sarcastic happens, something that's going to undermine the work of the relationship work that you're doing, and that's when it starts to spiral out. So you're going to need a lot of self-control and a definitive goal on how you want to heal this relationship. So let's, let's talk a little bit about how you can really make sure these, these folks know that you're sincerely apologetic in what you're doing and you want this relationship to work. Yeah, well, you know, in building trust uh, or knowing whether somebody is trustworthy, there are, there are four things, right, that you always want to look at. You know, does that, it comes down to ability, integrity, benevolence, and consistency, okay? In other words, does the person you're trying to trust follow through on the stuff they say they're going to do? That's ability. Do they have the ability to do what they say they're going to do consistently? I make a promise, I do the thing. So you want to work on being that trustworthy, consistent person in the lives of these two people. So if you tell somebody, I'm going to show up at this time, you show up at that time. You know, if you tell somebody that you can count on me to be there to help you with this, then you be there to help them with that. That's the ability. The second thing is integrity. You know, we all offend others. You know, we all do some things that are hurtful to other people, even when we don't want to. But a person with integrity has enough of an internal moral compass that they they catch themselves nine times out of ten, okay? And and, and I'm able to say, oh, my gosh, you know what? I, I didn't appreciate this at the time, but I really messed up, and I'm sorry, without even me being told about it. So I'm, I'm really looking at my behavior, and, and I, I'm you know, being responsible for that. And then if you have to tell me about it, you know, maybe, maybe it's that 10th time that I missed it. Right. And you say, Hey, Greg, that really hurt my feelings. I don't make you drag me kicking and screaming to an apology. I'm immediately able to say, yeah, you know what? You really had a right to expect more from me there. And I'm sorry. Right. So if, if this, this, this mother figure comes to you and says something like that, that's the kind of thing that should be your response immediately. The third thing, benevolence, um, you know, when you have a, tr- a trustworthy person is somebody who consistently works for your good, even when it's hard for them or even when it requires them to step outside their comfort zone. You know, a lot of people, you know, they, they take care of themselves. And if you benefit, too, that's fine. But that's different from I'm willing to go out of my way to do things that make your life easier or more pleasant. So a trustworthy person is somebody who shows that benevolence that that says, you know what? I care about Nina, and even if this means putting me out a little bit or stretching me a little bit, I'm willing to do that thing if it's going to help her be in, uh, you know, have an easier, more pleasant life. And so, since you're trying to make amends with these two people, don't become, you know, entrenched in, you know, groveling in service, but really looking at their lives. What can I do to make their lives a little easier or more pleasant? So they begin to see that they that I'm a thoughtful person that they can count on that actually goes that extra mile to meet the needs that they have. And then finally, consistency. You know, everybody, 
you know, can exhibit ability, integrity, or benevolence once in a while. You know, the proverbial broken clock is right twice a day, right? Um, but can that person consistently do it? Can you can you consistently count on them to do what they say they're going to do? To have the integrity to either not give offense in the first place, catch themselves if they do give offense, or be easily corrected if they miss it. And finally, you know, to work for your good consistently. Which goes back to what I was saying earlier. You're going to need to write down these things. Look at who you want to be to these people and stop falling into the consistent pattern you have now, which is this person says something because they want to undermine the healing of this relationship, and you get triggered and you say something sarcastic or you do something that actually falls into their trap for you. You want to step back and say, when they do this, because they consistently do this, what is your response going to be? How are you going to remain quiet and peaceful and consistent with who you want to be in their relationship? Is there a prayer you're going to say? Are you going to make sure, like in your mind, are you going to make sure that you take that pause so you don't just say the first thing or react in the first way that comes to mind so that you can begin to build a consistency in who you want to be in the lives of these people rather than what is consistent now which is you work really hard at this this person does something to trigger a a a response that's antithetical to that and you fall into it all right nina so those are some suggestions for how you can work to be a more trustworthy person in those relationships and and really show that that uh, that you're working to heal the damage that you've caused thanks so much for the call and if there's more we can do to support you you know where to find us 877-573-7825. We're talking about broken trust today on More to Life. You know, when trust is broken, it it can be hard to know how to heal your hurting heart, or even if it's safe to try to rebuild the relationship. If somebody's damaged your trust in them, maybe by breaking a promise or spreading gossip about you, failing to follow through on a commitment, acting or saying hurtful things, uh, even betraying you in some way, Regardless of the situation, we want to help you discover how to heal your heart and identify the next steps toward the relationship, too. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. It's time, as we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Psalm 34, verse 19. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He saves those whose spirit has been crushed. So it's, you know, I think this is a real call to, for all of us to bring those relationships to God and say, Lord, teach me how you want me to respond to this hurt. You know, because when we are hurt by somebody else, the natural tendency is to either just you know, shut down and withdraw or push them away in some way. Um, and it's okay to set boundaries, right? But we want to do it consciously and, and not emotionally. We want to do it based on what we prayerfully believe really is what's best for us, for them, and for the relationship that God wants us to have. So the first step always has to be bringing that pain to God and saying, all right, Lord, you know, I've been hurt by this thing, or I've hurt this other person. You know, teach me what to do to respond to that pain in a way that will glorify you, that's going to help me work to be my best self, that's going to help me work for their good and, and the good of this relationship, whatever that means. You know, sometimes working for the good of a relationship means I need to put some distance here. Because we keep bringing out the worst in each other, and I end up being an occasion of sin for that person. Other times it means, you know what, we're, yes, we're hurt, but we're strong enough people to get past that and to work together to help each other be better people, and we want to do that. So deciding that begins with prayer. 
So bring that relationship to God and ask him how he wants you to respond to that broken trust so that he can guide you step by step back to reconciliation. 877-573-7825 is the number to call. Again, that's 877-573-7825. We're talking about healing broken trust and the hurting heart that comes from it. Give us a call. Let's talk about the next steps in your relationship. More to Life will continue with your calls right after this. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Have you found your passion in life? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. The late Betty White once said, quote, Everybody needs a passion. That's what keeps life interesting. If you live without passion, you can go throughout life without leaving any footprints. Do you have a passion? Finding your passion is often a real challenge. My wife's passion is sewing. When she sews, time just flies. If you haven't discovered your passion, pray, and then write down a few things in a journal. Create a personal vision statement. List your strengths, weaknesses, and charisms. Enhance that list with things you love to do. List the things you don't love. Write your own values. Pray and dream about what your passion is with Christ at the center. Listen for answers, then try something. Serve. Just do it. Are you dreaming big about finding your thing? God loves big dreams. He's a big God. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on this at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. This program is brought to you in part by MyLifeAngels.com. MyLifeAngels provides peace of mind by notifying you the moment a loved one enters an emergency room. Right on your smartphone, you'll have instant access to everything needed, including all legal documents, to ensure you are empowered to protect their life-affirming wishes. My Life Angels also alerts hospital ER staff with critical medical information and emergency contacts. More information at MyLifeAngels.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thanks for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled, Trust Me! Something that's easy to say but hard to do, especially when someone has let you down. And whether you are the person who's been hurt by someone else's behavior and they've broken your trust, or you're the person who's done the heartbreaking, we want to help you look at ways to heal. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Let's talk with our next caller who's listening to EWTN Radio in Ohio. On St. Gabriel Radio. Hey, listener, welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Um, hi, uh, I'm uh, the one that has actually broken trust. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, roughly six years ago, I uh, got, uh, I was very, very close to a coworker. We were really good friends. There was absolutely nothing physical uh, at all. Um, mm-hmm. I was we had a lot in common, but I would make excuses to stay at work. 
And um, so it was kind of an emotional affair. Yeah, so it was, it was an it was an emotional affair. Yes, but okay. I mean, I've um, and so I, where do I, things? I, you said this was six years ago. Where do things stand now with your wife, and what's going on? Um, uh, everything came to light about uh, four and a half years ago. Uh, I've since left that job. I'm, I'm in a different place. Um, I mean, we we took a lot of steps to to repair um, the damage that uh, that I caused. Um, we we started we started praying together every day. We started uh, saying our marriage vows to each other again every morning as uh, you know before we got out of bed. Mm-hmm. There's just those times where I still feel like a jerk, um, and there are times where you know if I mention something about a female coworker now that it just brings up those things, uh, you know, those past hurts, and you know I know that there's. I, I, I know sure. that there's still trust issues there that I have to fix. Okay. And um, just um, so you're just kind of yeah. wondering how to do that. Yeah, you know, just to try and move yeah. past it. And you know, when I say, yeah, you know, I, I've, you know, I, I'm no longer, you know, I, I, I do my job. I get home. <laughs> um, I've been. Well, you know, but here's here's where here's where the you're doing a lot of good things. Let me start there. I mean, you know, the fact that you guys are praying together, the fact that you're being mindful, like you're mindfully, you know, citing your marriage vows to each other. I mean, this is really important stuff. Beautiful things. Um, and and you know, the fact that you're you know doing your job and coming home. I think that's that's really important too. But one thing that couples often miss, right, is that the, the trust doesn't really come from just ending the other relationship obviously that's necessary right what it really comes from is building up deeper intimacy and connection with each other right you know when when a couple feels like you know what we're working harder on this marriage than we ever have we're sharing more with each other than we ever have you don't feel like you're in competition with anybody else right because because i know that i have your heart i know that you know we're we're talking on a level that you don't talk to anybody else on uh, and i know and so so that even if you say you know oh I, you know i was talking to so and so at work about thus and such you know, it, 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 it's not so bothersome because I know that you talk to me on an entirely different level, right? But if, if the fear is, you know, you could talk to anybody else the way you talk to me or about the things that we talk about. Or it's not deep enough between us, so I'm afraid you're actually going to find that with somebody else who may be in a work situation or something like that seems to have more in common with you. It's a slipperier slope because we're not as deep as we need to be. So you've taken the steps that you've needed to take to build up sort of the external trust, but you still need to do some work on the internal part of this trust where you're going deep enough in the relationship that your wife and you both can see that, you know, we are, we are closer than we've ever been. We're sharing more than we ever have. We're being more vulnerable with each other than we've ever been so that we can both know that there's nobody else that could just come along and, and, and I bump into them and just have that same kind of level of relationship. You know, when, when couples you know, aren't talking on a deep enough level, when we're not sharing on a deep enough level, you know, there's this sort of sense that you could have this relationship with anybody. You know, we're not really better friends than you would be with anybody that you were working with or sharing in another project with because we just talk about, you know, kind of, uh, you know, current events and the facts of the day and maybe, you know, share opinions once in a while, but we don't really ever talk on those deeper levels of hopes and dreams or needs or concerns. We don't really, um, you know, we're not really 
spiritual partners or you know and you're taking steps in that direction but I, but that's what i'm suggesting to you needs to happen next okay some resources that can really help you with this um i would start with our book how to heal your marriage and nurture lasting love uh and for better forever both of those would really be a help to you to really look at what what it would mean to build deeper intimacy in your relationship and give you a lot of concrete practices that's both for better forever a Catholic Guide to Lifelong Marriage, and How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love. Both of those are available at catholiccounselors.com. I'd also encourage you to make either a marriage encounter retreat or a retrovi retreat, because both of those really focus on how to communicate and listen to each other on a deeper level. And they give a lot of suggestions for questions you can ask each other every day um, that that allow your relationship to go deeper and, and enable you guys to talk about the stuff that doesn't just naturally come up. Right, so you 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 get a structure, uh, retrovi and and marriage encounter both give you a structure that enable you to have those deeper conversations and and discuss those things that allow you to have that more heart to heart connection. So I'd really encourage you to look at those kinds of resources. Now, if you find that you you know uh, th- that you need additional support, then then seeking some pastoral counseling or marriage counseling for your relationship, you know, just to get those skills to be able to go a little bit deeper. Regardless. However you do it, that's the direction you need to be heading in. It's not just about, you know, what you do when you're outside the home. It's it's really much more about how you treat each other when you're at home that cultivates that sense of trust and allows you to be able to move beyond it. All right. Thank you so much for the call. I'm, I'm sorry that you're going through this, but the good news is I believe this is an invitation from the Holy Spirit to take your relationship to a deeper level and to enjoy the communion that he created you for and to stop settling for less in your marriage. So whatever you need to do to break through that barrier and start sharing on that deeper level, I encourage you to do it because there is a, a so much more healing and so much more love and so much more peace that you can have by taking those steps. And again, uh, the books For Better Forever, A Catholic Guide to Lifelong Marriage, and How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love are both available at catholiccounselors.com, as well as more information about our pastoral telecounseling practice. Um, and, and again, uh, if you'd like to learn more about uh, Marriage Encounter or Retrovi, Retrovi is a helpourmarriage.com, and, uh, and Marriage Encounter is wwme.org. I think it's, w, it's uh, for Worldwide Marriage Encounter, wwme.org. Thanks so much for the call, and if there's more we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out. Well, that's all the time we've got for today's program, but I want to thank you for your calls, and I want to thank you for tuning in. And if you're struggling with broken trust, um, just remember those four things to know whether you can heal and how to heal. Ability, integrity, benevolence, and consistency. You know, uh, when, when you're trying to heal a, a relationship where there's been broken trust, those are the things you want to look for. Those are the things you want to talk about. You know, when you're sitting down with that person and they say, what do I need to do to get you back? What do I need to do to show you that you can trust me? Look at those four areas. You know, what have they failed? When have they failed to follow through on the things they say they're going to do? When have they struggled to exhibit the integrity that allows them to not give offense or self-correct or be easily corrected when they do? What needs to happen for you to know that they are consistently working for your good, even when it causes them to leave their comfort zone behind? And what needs to happen to make sure those three other things happen consistently? The more you can focus on those four areas that show a trustworthy person, the more trustworthy your relationships are going to be. Thanks so much for the call. and if there are, Thanks so much for your time today. And if there's more we can do to support you in having more trusting relationships, don't hesitate to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com to learn more about all of our resources, especially the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor 
to transform your marriage, family, or personal life through God's grace. Again, that's CatholicCounselors.com. Thanks for tuning in. Get out there and celebrate the life God has for you. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.